Hello humans of triathlon and welcome to what is episode 0 of the humans of triathlon or as we like to call it the hot podcast. I'm Swapnil Chauhan, you may know me as Triathlon Swapnil on the Insta world. I'm the guy behind Humans of Triathlon and one of your co-hosts for this podcast. And I'm joined here by not one, but two more hot co-hosts. We've got Charles Hunk from London, UK, along with Robin Mayall, aka Rad Mom Robin from Oregon, US. So we've got people from around the globe here, which I absolutely love. Hey guys, yeah. how you both doing? Hi, great. Very, very good. Awesome. So today's episode zero, and we're all really excited to be here and get this going. Today is just going to be like an introduction episode. We're going to be talking a little bit about ourselves, so all of you can get to know us a little bit better and why we're excited to be on this podcast as your co-hosts. We're going to be talking about how Humans of Triathlon got started and what the purpose, the aim of this podcast is, and also what. all of you can expect in future episodes so guys why don't you tell everyone why we're here what's this podcast all about absolutely i think it's a collection of stories right just people like you and me flesh and bones just your normal average joe men women young not so young just humans whose lives embark on a rather distinct transformational journeys provided by the beautiful sport of triathlon. How about that? That, that sounds, sounds good. Fun. And I think you know, humans make up the sport of triathlon. It's it's uh, such a sport that's just available to almost anybody, people all over the globe, people like you said different ages and um different body types and different places on their fitness journey. and short exactly. ones and long ones and so there's a lot of different ways people come to the sport and a lot of reasons that they love it absolutely and i mean just look at this for example like we're all the three of us we're all in different countries we're all, we all have different backgrounds we're all in different stages of our lives and yet we're still here to talk about that one thing we do have in common which is triathlon so i mean that just goes to show how not just triathlon but sport in general brings people together and unites people and i think that's multiplied by like 100 when it comes to triathlon in specific yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely i don't know how please robin each other yeah awesome charles how about you just start off with a brief intro of yourself and why you got into triathlon what you've been up to recently all right so let's say that um i'm charles i'm from venezuela and uh well my real name is carlos by the way just use charles because it sounds uh, cooler and uh, maybe easier to pronounce for non spanish speakers and um i think that uh well, i've never been a very sporty person in my life you know i think uh, i grew up in a in a city where uh in school i had to go um to this call called the, the sports club which is something that happened after school that's just at 1:32 p.m. in a city which is as hot as hell so uh, <laughs> i would say that i wasn't very excited about going out there exposed in the sun uh to do sports and on top of that i wasn't very good at um group sports either so then mm-hmm. fast forward many 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 years after that uh yeah i'm that ancient and um turns out that hey i found uh, i started running because it's very easy you just need a couple of pair of shoes 
go out there. Uh, and I just started to do it just to do some weight loss. No, it was a very simple thing to do. Uh, I started getting better, better. I started doing um, 10Ks, half marathons, and just marathons. And then it was a point in my life and it was, I was sort of exposed to this idea of, hey, there's this sport called triathlon. It's a unique sport. It's for a individuals, right? So you don't have to play with others, really. Uh, you can <laughs> leverage your running. And on top of that, I'm a person who gets very easily um, bored of doing the same thing. So it's perfect for you because on top of that, you're going to have to uh, spread your time with three different things all the time. And I said, you know what? It looks very good. looks cool. I, look, I like the helmets, the gear, the, the idea of traveling to many places for the sport. So I said, you know what? Let's give it a go. And I think that's how I started. And now in my second year of the sport, and I've done... Uh, Think a couple of half uh, Ironman, 70.3 races. I tried to do one full Ironman, but uh, I think um, I wasn't, I come from running, so I was uh, not allowed to start the run in that race because I got to the transition zone uh, four minutes after the official cutoff, right? So it was a bit oh, frustrating. Wow. That's harsh. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, nine hours and 10 minutes cut off, and I got there nine hours and 14 minutes. So imagine the percentage wise, wow. yeah, it hurts. Uh, but well, <laughs> here we are. And this year, I have very big, uh, bold, uh, hairy goals. Uh, I'm going to do one half Ironman this coming up in May, and then two full Ironmans, hopefully if everything goes well, in July and October. Boom. How about that? Big goals. Big goals. Awesome. Dream big. Yeah. Yeah. How well, you know, you, something you said, something you said was kind of funny is that about not being good at sports in school. And, you know, I hear that all the time from triathletes. I think all, all kids sports, they're all sprinting sports, right? They're all for sprinters. Like, you know, uh, football, soccer, um, all those basketball, uh, any kind of yeah, track. They're all like, yeah, yeah like they're not made for quick, distance yeah, athletes. Yeah. I agree. So I, agree. I think a, a lot of triathletes, we find ourselves like after that kind of traditional kids sports time, we're like, oh, well, I'm not good at going for 30 seconds, but I can go for six hours or so. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it's yeah. a different kind of fitness or a different kind of sport. So, absolutely. I don't know. That's my theory, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got started from swimming. I, I was a swimmer in college, and my um, my swim coach was really big on this thing called cross training, uh -huh. and so he made us all do a triathlon. And as swimmers, you know, we could all at least do the swim, which is sometimes the thing that's hardest for people. But we just had kind of like an assortment of college bikes and um you know we would go on these rides and then you know the running just terrified me because i don't know i've got size 11 feet they're like flippers so it's like <laughs> running in clown shoes <laughs> but so we all did this race and i was just like sure i wasn't gonna be able to run three miles and and then you know we did it so that that was kind of like the hook um and that was oh, i don't know kind of a long time ago and uh, so I've done all distance races since then, three Ironman, a um, bunch of half irons and, and um, you know, the sprints and Olympics, whatever I can kind of get to uh, here in, in the that. sport for like, what, 30 years, I think you were saying, right? 
Yeah, that was like a long time ago. So it was wow. uh, 1986 was my first race. Whoa. So, wow. yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so I've kind of, you know, I, yeah, I tell people I coach, like I've, uh, I can tell you about all the mistakes because I've made all of them, so. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very good. So yeah, my story is pretty... I mean, I basically was into cricket when I was in school, so I played that for a few years. Um, and I randomly came upon triathlon, um, just like from the country. I'm basically from India, um, so all the triathlon still hasn't... You know, it's just gaining some momentum now. And mm -hmm. um, even though the country is like the second largest populated country, we have less than, I think, 100 Ironman finishers still. Um, wow. So that's crazy. Yeah. So every time someone does an Ironman in the country, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty big achievement still. Um, so that's basically how I stumbled upon it. Some famous people from the country did an Ironman, and I got it was all over the news, and I got to know what it was. And I, I was doing a bit of running and biking, um, you know, just for fun at times. Um, I hated swimming. I could barely swim. Um, I mean, I could survive in the water, but yeah, I couldn't swim. And I was like completely obsessed with cricket at the time. Would never have imagined to come out of that sport to take up something else. But then I came across triathlon. And I was just appealed to triathlons because, like Charles said, it's a pretty simple sport in the sense that you don't need too much to get started. It may seem like you need a lot of things to get started when you see everyone with a lot of fancy equipment and such, but at least to get started, you don't really need a lot. You know, just a pair of shoes, a regular bike, and swim shorts, maybe. And the other thing I liked was how you didn't really need anyone else or to be at a specific place to do the sport. Unlike a sport like cricket, where you need to be at a proper ground with at least one more person to have a decent practice. But with triathlon, I just had to get out of the door and start, you know, there were no excuses. And I think switching from cricket to triathlon was like the best decision I've ever made. It wasn't an easy one because I had already invested so much into cricket at the time and I knew absolutely no one doing triathlon in my city. So I wasn't really sure how to begin, but I knew that I really wanted it and needed to make the switch. And I'm just so glad that I did. So yeah, um, I've been in the sport for more than two years. Uh, the last year hasn't been the best, but yeah, I have some big goals and dreams in the sport that I am chasing down. Well, I love your I love your photos, especially your pictures from the pool. <laughs> it's all so I magic. never would have guessed that it wasn't your uh, you know it wasn't the sport that you love. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what, what do you guys do outside of triathlon? What are you guys into career wise? Um, well, I'm I'm a software uh, project manager by day, and uh, have a small farm, um, and so kind of live out in the country. So I guess probably pretty different to uh, I know for sure where Charles lives. It's really different because I'm I'm kind of out here with the chickens and yesterday some <laughs> sheep got loose on the neighbor's property and wandered over. Um, so you know I can I can ride my bike out in the country or hike or get to hiking trails or whatever pretty easy. It's uh, it's a lot harder to get to something like a Broadway show or you know a good dance club, but. <laughs> that's the trade-off <laughs> yeah i see that i see that. i think the trade-off here no you can get a 
a Broadway show, 45 minutes you're there in West End, definitely. Right. But, but uh, yeah, I think the problem here is just to sometimes to find a space for training. I think that's one of the things that, um, in theory, it's one of the things that triathlon, uh, you actually need you know, a space. But now with technology and uh, with many sorts of things, I, for example, I do a lot of uh, indoor uh, cycling, no, and with uh, with this uh, famous uh, Swift application with a turbo trainer, it works for me. Right, right. It's very efficient. I just uh, wake up in the morning, have a coffee, jump on the bike, and boom, off you go. Um, whereas if I wanted to do that on the street, it takes me quite a while to actually leave London and start having like space for myself without cars and and some some yeah. at least some hills, right, to sort of do that. But yeah. It's one of the challenges here, definitely. I can see that. Do you get out on weekends to ride, like out there? Yeah, definitely. So the weekends, I mean, when the weather gets better, of course, um, sometimes here is a bit, the weather is a bit funny. But uh, provided the weather is good, you can just go outside in, on, a, on a weekend morning. Takes your 45 minutes, maybe one hour to leave the city just because of that, because of the traffic lights. Because of the, wow. the the children on the street, it's just uh, it feels like a video game. You're trying to <laughs> skip all the yeah. It's very funny, yeah. and it's difficult to get on your bars. Almost impossible, right? Once you get out, right. then it, that's a different story. Yeah. Well, I think you and I probably have close to the same weather right now. We're going to be jealous of Swap Meal. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what? It's going to be like so cold and like the the weather here is totally. Totally random. Like yesterday, we had like 10 degrees Celsius, and today it's got up to like 30, 35 again. 35? Wow. Huh. 35? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Not this time of year. But we've kind of had the same. I, I was going to post a picture of, in three weeks, I've got a picture of me in shorts and, and just my singlet for biking. I've got a picture of me in the snow. And I got a picture of me in the pouring rain all in the last couple of weeks. Wow. It's just like, what? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Still, and today I, I, I biked in shorts again. I have the luxury of, 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 the, of the shorts picture, but hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you travel a lot. Uh, so what's what takes you all over the place? Uh, tra well, traveling, I mean, uh, thing, uh, I think it's just a uh, passion for traveling in general, no? which uh, I think I've managed to combine with the sport and gives me further sort of excuses to go and go to places no like last year I went um, did a half Ironman in Taiwan it was my first uh -huh. ever instead of just choosing a local race I said you know what let's just go to Taiwan and try it out <laughs> and I went so you ship your bike and go through all of that all of that on your first time yes it's a it was a transformational <laughs> personal transformational journey to discover how to Take my beautiful bike, Shakwisha, that's her name, <laughs> all the way and trust it to a shipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two different airlines, different planes. At some points, I was like super stressed. I wasn't even sure whether my bike was going to travel with me. As you can imagine, yeah. Yeah, I keep thinking I might get one of those folding bikes. Uh, there's there's a company in town that makes folding bikes, and I've been trying to get them to make triathlon bikes for a few years. A oh. triathlon folding bike? Yeah, just put it in a suitcase. I mean, imagine like you roll up to the Iron Man, everybody's 
unboxing their bikes and trying to put them together and you just unfold it right the few folding bikes i've seen are like fat heavy like just weird bikes no no they actually made they made a, a kind of a uh, they they make road bikes and oh, they really? made one that was like didn't have a seat post what are those called um anyways kind of where the seat's just hanging out in midair um Oh. And uh, yeah, and I time trialed on it. I was really surprised because it had the small wheels, and I thought, oh, this is going to be just so much slower than you know my regular bike. But it really wasn't. It wasn't too much slower. And I thought, well, it's just it'd just be kind of fun. I mean, it's, it's something like an Ironman where you're out there so long, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to probably make that much difference. And the small wheels, I think, have less wind resistance, so it kind of makes up for the the difference in gearing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I get sick of shipping bikes is a pain in the butt. So yeah, definitely, definitely it is. But I, I think um, the, I have a bag. But just all you need to do is remove the wheels and attach the bike structure into some sort of skeleton, and uh, you fold up the the sides. And that's it. It's very simple. But again, you need to make sure that the airline can take it. Uh, the sort of the size, obviously, given the fact that you're not. Um, let's say, disassembling or disassembling your bike in any way, just the wheels makes it the, the size of the whole setup is a little bit big on the big side, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I went to uh, Ironman Florida and I watched uh, one of our TSA agents had opened a suitcase with a, or like a container with a bike in it. She was trying to close it and she was sitting on it <laughs> and jumping up and down. And it was like a really nice carbon fiber bike. Oh, and I was like, so I, yeah, it was just oh. terrible. So I, <laughs> I uh, shipped my bike back FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Stay on the safe side, please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Uh, so why were you in Hamburg? Was that business or just fun? Oh, no, that was business. I mean, I really get to travel very little for business, but for some reason, that Hamburg trip wasn't business. Yeah. So I managed to do a nice. morning run uh, on, the, <laughs> on, on my only morning there, and it was beautiful. It's a very nice way to actually get to, to see a city yeah. for free, uh, get right. your miles on, and you can actually like get to places that you could not get on a, on a tourist bus, for example. Yeah. Well, and I like when you're running someplace, when you're running in another city um, or swimming or whatever, you're not a tourist anymore. <laughs> like you can just run through, you know, the shopkeepers are opening up or I've run, run through some fields in Yorkshire where some guy was with his sheep or through fields in Japan or whatever. And people are just doing their thing. So you're not really like walking around looking like a tourist. And, and you just see a lot more of just, I don't know, daily life, the real thing. Yeah, true. I mean, at least you don't have a, a huge camera hanging from your neck right? <laughs> or having bad shorts inflatable dogs around your waist either so at least you're safe you could pass this alone yeah <laughs> well i'm not sure always but yeah um, depending on where you're at yeah true, but it is course, it yeah. is a great way to see see a place differently absolutely i agree definitely 100 percent oh what oh what i do for a living yeah i forgot about yeah, that yeah. true Okay, so yeah, the reason I haven't said I don't want to, I'm not a drug dealer or anything like that. Just make sure clear I'm a, I work uh, legally, right? So, and it's very difficult to explain what I do. 
uh, or what I've done in the past because I think my career is sort of a combination of different things. Um, even when I go to an interview, it's very difficult to explain, like, how, how do I start? No, it's just, uh, so I guess in, in a nutshell, uh, I, I was uh, did an engineering degree, electronics engineering, exciting stuff, which I never used. After so much five years of intense study, I never used any of that. It's very clever of me. Right? Uh, and then I got started into IT work, just uh, software programming, because I was sort of rather good at it. Um, for a number of years, then I decided to do an MBA in Barcelona. By the way, lovely place to do an MBA. I recommend. Um, oh, I bet. Yeah. Gorgeous city. Two years in Barcelona, beautiful. And then completely changed what I do. Then I was a, a strategy consultant in Chile for one year. Crazy year. And uh, then I came to the UK. So I've been here for five years already, and I've done project management. I've done strategy. I worked in, I worked in Samsung, actually, for, for some time. So, And now I'm doing more of a sort of a combination of business and IT in a, for a services company. So how about that? What cool. To cover the triathlon <laughs> expense, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's uh, whenever I go to work in the Monday morning, I say, you know, it's Monday morning. It's fine. But this is for your Ironman. Go ahead. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you and I do a lot of the same things. That's actually kind of interesting. Maybe not surprising, like kind of type A people end up in this sport. But a little bit of software programming, software project management. I work in IT. So there a lot of overlap there. There you go. High five. <laughs> High five for the nerds on bikes. It's nerds on bikes. I like that. Nerds on bikes. Boom. <laughs> All right. And what about you, Swap Neil? Where are you at in your uh, in your studies there? Yeah, so I'm basic. I'm so I'm based in Melbourne right now, and I'm two years into my bachelor's degree doing sport management. Um, and yeah, just doing some work on the side with online marketing and stuff like that. Um, just playing around with the different things to see what else I may be passionate about. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. So why did you choose Melbourne? Oh, because you know, that was a simple decision. It's like the sporting capital of the world. And <laughs> I'm studying sport. I don't see where else I should be. Yeah, that's a good point. Nice. Oh, except for the sharks, maybe. But oh, you yeah, know, everything that's, that's, else. Yeah, that's there. <laughs> oh, God. I think I would never be able to go there then. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, weren't, weren't we joking around about lake sharks? Yeah. Wasn't that the uh, the problem? <laughs> oh, lake sharks! You got to worry about the sharks in the lakes. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my biggest, biggest, biggest fears in this sport. It's just, um, yeah, it's, it's just because of Steven Spielberg. I mean, this is all his fault, and I blame him for this. Um, <laughs> and I think it's not only, it's not only me. There's a lot of people out there who feel who have a fear to start a sport just because they think, you no, know, the the water is like filled with sharks and the moment you put your toes in then uh, your body's <laughs> going to start getting consumed by some uh, but it's not true right uh, how did you we, overcome we, it sorry how did you overcome it yourself just jumped right in one day and... oh well it was um you know what it's just part of the let's say that i started like um gradually you know i think the first two races that i chose 
were based mm-hmm. on the fact that I thought that lake sharks didn't exist, right? <laughs> this is before you knew about the lake sharks. Before, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe it was, they say ignorance is bliss, right? So at, the, at that point, <laughs> I wasn't aware of such beasts. So I started with the two races on lakes, you know, to give me some sort of comfort. And then so I did my first race on the ocean, um, wow. which was my full Ironman. And of course, I was very scared. The first thing I did was to do, you know, they, they allow you in these races to do the, this uh, sort of warm up before the race. Yeah. So, right. So that, yeah, I just went into the water. Um, there's a lot of other people there. So if, they, if there's a shark here, chances that they bite me, <laughs> it's very low, mm-hmm. right? Gonna try- you just got to not be last, right? As long as you're somewhere in the pack, you're okay. There you go. Exactly. So I just went in there and it felt fantastic. Um, I saw a couple of jellyfish during my warm-up, I like this thing. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, but uh, I, 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 thankfully, <laughs> I managed wanna, not to touch them. them. <laughs> yeah, so that was another thing to my, my head to worry about during the, the swim. I saw like three or four during the whole 3.8K, but, um, but it was fine. I managed to, um, to, uh, yeah, to beat that fear somehow. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's a big one. Indeed, doesn't mean that I don't have it again. No? Uh, I think my first race this year is again in the ocean, so I'm going to be, a, I bet, again a little bit jumpy. But we'll see when we get there, one step at a time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm still scared of lake weed. So you know, yeah, nice to touch of my feet. I just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It comes up from below Climbing. and. It's slimy and it's creepy. Yeah, I and I swim. I swim every Saturday all summer. I swim in a lake, and I still am scared of the lake weed. So, not to mention the lake sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the lake sharks is the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be clear, so we're not scaring anyone away. Lake sharks aren't real. Only on this podcast are yeah. they real. Well, you can Google and uh, research and find out for yourself, and then we'll, we'll talk on the next uh, episode. That's right. Yeah. What if the Loch Ness monster was truly just a great huge lake shark? Could be. Could be, yeah. I mean they have they have river dolphins in the Amazon, so there could be lake sharks. You never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, just stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Stay safe out there, people. Please, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Speaking of lake yeah, sharks, uh, yeah. uh, for a lot of people, triathlon is about overcoming their fears. And I think that'd be a, a great question to be asking our guests because I think for a lot of people, that's um, that's part of why they're here is to conquer something, some part of them, something they're scared of or something they don't think they can do. Um, and so triathlons like the ultimate challenge, right? Yep, totally. And I guess that's the whole concept behind humans of triathlon, you know, um, to share other people's experiences and so other people can learn from them. And Actually, the way Humans of Triathlon started was pretty random. So um, for those that don't know, I've been dealing with an injury for a while now, um, almost like more than a year to be exact. Um, so, you know, I've been going through the whole rehab. Um, it's been a confusing, a tough and annoying time. Um, but at the same time, it's been like so good for so many reasons. And one of the good things that's come from my injury is Humans of Triathlon because what happened was people started reaching out to me on Instagram and Facebook um, 
and you know they they just they were saying that they've been following me for a few months and that they've seen that I'm injured and they said that they've been injured themselves for the last four five six months and you know they were just looking for some support or some advice maybe and all I did Next. was all I could do was share what I was going through my experience my story and you know I was able to help them in some way or other whether that be motivation inspiration or some practical advice and I just found you know I, it was just cool to see how uh, all I had to do was share my experience and share what I was going through what I dealt with and how I've overcome it and that it just seemed so powerful to me and at the same time so simple um but yeah the idea of humans of triathlon I mean so that concept just registered in my mind and humans of so while scrolling through my insta feed sometime I saw humans of New York post and that's when it clicked um that I could just do this for triathletes and and I knew no one else was doing it so I thought I could just create a platform for people to share the journey the story on and you know like everyone's story is unique um if my story could help someone then everyone else's could as well and it, it, so I've been sharing these stories on Insta and some people I reach out to who I ask them like can you share your story with us and they'll they'll be so hesitant they'll be um they, they think that their story can't help people um they just say mm. um you know it they, there's nothing great about their story but when they send through their story it's like the best thing I've read and and you know it it just it's just that everyone's story is different everyone has something unique and everyone can help someone um through their story so yeah that's why I started the platform and you know humans of triathlon and i love the response from everyone till now um this show everyone <laughs> showed a lot of love um it's growing steadily and yeah um just hope to see it grow a lot more and share many more stories reach many more people and yeah well it's very unique out there because it really delves into how each person is is different and what they bring to it and it's not just some I don't know, collection of artificial kind of posed pictures of people crossing finish lines. It's yeah. really about digging deep into who they are, what they brought to it, mm -hmm. why they're here. And that, yeah, I think that's why it's, it's inspirational and yeah. just kind of gives you that great feeling about why you're doing this sport. Exactly. And that's why, you know, the podcast, that's, that's why the podcast has started. So we can dig deeper into the like you can only say so much on Instagram posts, so the podcast will right. allow us to, you know, just expand on whatever people's story is, and you know, give a better insight to people. Yeah, and just ask questions, um, follow up. That I always end up wanting to know more when I see one of the yeah. the humans and triathlon posts. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Uh, so. The idea with this podcast is definitely not to give people like a sort of a, a list of, of tips on how to be a better yeah. swimmer, how to kill the bike on your next Ironman. <laughs> Nothing like that. No, yeah, there's lots of those out there. There's lots of that out there. Like lots crazy. of those. Yeah. Yep. So well, here's just go about. Into, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, he, this is just. Just stories. I mean, just want to compare yourself to other people who have struggled in the sport, definitely, because you, this is not only uh, a podcast of happy stories, of happy endings with 
with the Mario and Luigi rescuing the, the princess. No, like so the, the, the issues here, like, like really like facing your shark fears or anything else. So people like they struggle somehow because it's part of the challenge. It's part of how you grow as a person. So you see all the, the problems people have, like maybe cycling with one leg. I don't know, like you name it. Meaning that yeah. when you hear all these inspirational stories, makes you uh, somehow yeah, always they... feel like you are in a, in a privileged yeah. position. Actually, you can actually do this. It's just uh, if other yep. people in worse conditions have not been able to do it, why not you? Yeah, people can relate to other people. Right? That's what it's all about. Exactly. Well, I, I love how you said facing your shark. I think that that's, you know, that's just a great, uh, that's a great um hot uh, podcast metaphor there like how do you face your shark right yeah and it's called copyright and <laughs> in, in the hot yeah, podcast. Copyright. <laughs> that's it. but i mean that's really that's really what i find inspirational is how people face yeah the things that 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 challenge them in getting to the sport and sometimes it's really big challenges like you said cycling with one leg or you know there's i follow a couple athletes with type 1 diabetes because my daughter's uh, a type 1 uh, juvenile onset diabetic. And so, you know, becoming an athlete when you're doing something like that, it, it's, it's a huge challenge and it's really inspirational, but for other people, it could be something really small, something that they, they never saw themselves as an athlete. You know, it's not like, um, we, we all have different challenges that we bring to it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. absolutely. And you on know, top of all, that, even if you're yeah, not a triathlete, I think this podcast can even just be a source of uh, of inspiration or of entertainment on your commute to work. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely. And who knows? You might end up jumping in a lake with the sharks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be. I mean, if you have you have that sort of mentality of, of trying stuff, yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, why not sharks? Lake. Oh, I, I see what you did there with the trying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 clever you noticed <laughs> well you just can't be around triathlons and triathletes for too long before you kind of want to give it a, a go right exactly i mean i don't know i don't know how you could come and watch it and just if you just stand at the finish line and you watch the variety all the different people that cross it just to me like i i can't when i coach people and i stand at the finish line waiting for my athletes like I'm like crying. I'm I'm bawling by the time my people are crossing because it's just it's so fantastic to see the emotion and the the strength people bring to it and what it means to them to cross the finish line. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, I guess that pretty much sums the podcast up. So I'm sure you can expect many amazing guests to come. Um, you know, like tagline i'm thinking for the brand is ordinary people extraordinary fashion so that that's yeah, good that's basically what you can expect in future episodes um you guys have anything else to say uh well i guess uh, just uh, stay tuned the next couple of weeks is going to be amazing lots of stories of tears of happiness of jumping of lake sharks i mean you name it it's going to be there it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. Dairy. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> make sure to find us on Instagram. Um, we're at Humans of Triathlon. We're even on Facebook. We've got a Strava group as well. So make sure to check us out there if you haven't already. Just stay tuned with the guests that are going to be coming up. And 
um, you know, some amazing people. And yeah, we'll catch you all in the next episode. Terrific. So then stay awesome and keep trying, guys. See you out of there on the road. Yeah, yeah. Keep trying, babies. Keep trying. <laughs> keep trying. Charles, how about you do your amazing outro? I love your accent when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next time on Humans of Triathlon. <laughs>